Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Empower Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Abney, and I'm joined with... Marilyn Egan. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We are a podcast about living life consciously, and all of our conversations are geared towards that. That's the context for this podcast, and we're blessed to have many guests that come and contribute their gifts to this podcast in that setting. So like we, um, Marilyn, I'm going to allow you because today we've done something a little bit different. Normally we know everybody, but today I've had some guests on that you've never met before and vice versa for right now. So I'll let you introduce our next guest. I have a really great friend here, Adriana Gowicks. She is a natural shaman, does healing work in this city and lives life consciously. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. We just want to tap into um, how you do your work, where you're at, and and then I want you to tell us a little more how about it integrates into your life. Mm, That's that's really wonderful. Um, It's taken me a long journey to get to this place. (laughs) Yes. Hasn't at all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do my work through my, well, just through the journey of my own healing of my own traumas that I've been through and taking all those tools that I've learned over the time, incorporating them in my my life before moving them in and helping to hold space and assist other people with whatever they're dealing with. And my passion is really uh, facilitating for women and couples, um, coming into especially the womb space and the trauma that's held there in the body and then targeting that trauma and knowing where they're holding all of the resistance in their body to begin to kind of pluck out the roots of that and bring healing to that. And then through that own healing, then they're moving through their generational patterns to begin to heal those down those lines. Um, Exactly. That's brilliant work too. And when tell us a little bit more about how generational healing works because it's like the ancestral work, and I think we both do this. There are several people, but I think a, a lot of people don't really understand what it is. Yeah, so you can have those patterns that come up in your life that are generational patterns. So we're I'm going to just kind of dive in really mm-hmm. deep. So yeah. we're going to go into like sexual trauma generally. If that you're somebody who's experienced that in this lifetime, there's a pattern in your lifetime. So like for me, it wasn't on my mom's side, but it's on my father's side. So my aunts and just down the line, it it has carried. So by me being that person to stopping that and not carrying it forward. Once I experienced that within myself, fighting that within my like my own battles, um, beginning to heal those wounds, and then you can just see it trickling down. And and obviously, this is more like in the esoteric field that yes. you're that you're seeing that, but right. you you can feel the shift and. I've noticed it even like within the relationship with my living ancestors, my living family, that there is um, a lightness to it. And even if we're not close, 
and we don't have a strong relationship when we talk or just the feeling of the energy around them, there's a much lighter shift that's happened from all the clearing. Yes, yes. Isn't that perfect? You clear for the generations past, and then that clears it for yeah. generations it's future. like pulling a thread. It's, right. Yes. It really is. Yeah, and I have boys, and not to say that, Boys don't experience that as well, but I never wanted my children to ever experience anything that I ever went through, but I also wanted them to be the ones that respected yes. and never crossed those lines, right? Mm-hmm. So so I wanted to heal on the receptive and the giving yes. aspect of, of, I guess, sexual trauma. Yeah. But you clear even more than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the... The beauty in that is, or what, how I see it is, the generations past couldn't even talk about it, let alone say, I need to heal this. I mean, they did the best they could. It was, they were all in these situations, not really knowing that they had power to heal it. They couldn't say, oh, I feel this, I need to go get help. Where was the help? They didn't know how to do that. And then right now, the generations present right now who are connected into this energy work are the ones clearing, doing the ancestral pattern work. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think many of us, even if you don't really work with your ancestors, are still doing that. Um, yeah. That clearing, you know, it's just your intentions set a little bit different, but you're still clearing those energetic cords. Yes. Because when it comes up in us, it is things that show up in our lifetime that don't feel good or appear as problems. They're usually connected. Do you find that connected to generations past? Yeah, it, well, and I think that's why is because it's encoded in our DNA and it's encoded in us so we can experience it, maybe not to the degree that our ancestors right. experienced it, but as so we can remember and and bring our awareness to it so we can make those changes. Yes. So is that, that's what you do? Yeah. Okay, so because I'm feeling like... I was, I'm feeling like a stuckness, like right now in energy. So it's like you're expressing like this is what you do. You help people with sexual trauma. Is that a part of it or is like a focus of it? That's a part of it because I, I hold space for what I've experienced in my lifetime, right? So that is... So um, have you experienced that in your life? Okay. Yes, I definitely I have, have been. Just, I have two. So like maybe that's what I'm like or sensing. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, and have you, because you're obviously... There's an awkwardness there. It is, there is a still I just wanted to bring, like, I, I just like want to be my... present to that, because I know people are experiencing that. So there's, and I, and I have actively been working on, you know, I've done the healing work, you know, per se, is, you know, you go to people, but I wasn't really present in that. It was other people doing something to me. Does that make sense? Or I didn't understand the process, because when you talk about that kind of trauma, when you talk about sexual trauma... From my own experience, it's a lot deeper. It's very deep. And it sometimes doesn't have anything to do with sex. It's about shame. And like that's where I'm at right now is releasing. I grew up, you know, in the country as a as a gay man, a gay little boy back then. (laughs) I didn't know it. But like that's trauma too. 
when your entire environment is telling you everything that you are authentically and you know when you're really little is wrong and you should be ashamed of it. And like when you were talking, it was the first time in my mind that my guides were like, that's sexual trauma too. Yes. That's sexual trauma too. Absolutely. Even with no touching, it's just like your environment being the feedback loop is that you are not supposed, you're not normal. You're not right. There's something deviant or wrong about you because of who you authentically are. It is really mind scrambling. So when you were talking about that, that was bringing that up in me and how I've done that work, healing work for years and years and years, yet I'm 55 and I'm still dealing with releasing shame. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's that brings us to where we sexualize and don't sexualize anything. And I just have a short story about that. There was one um, time I was in my bedroom. My husband was out of town for work and I was naked, getting ready to get in the shower. And my youngest, who is 13 now, he came. He, I heard this knock on the door, but I thought it was the bedroom door, not the bathroom door. So I just flung the bathroom door open and he's standing right there. And I just backed up back into the bathroom and shut the door. And I was like, Parker, it's just a body <laughs> because you could feel that. You could feel it. Yeah. You could feel that like, oh my God, I just saw my mom naked. And, <laughs> and I think that's a huge part of it. It is sexual trauma. So like it, it, he just saw a body. I didn't want to add any type of sexualizing to what that was or like it's bad or it's good or anything like that to it. So I think you bring up a really good point about what you experienced as a child because that is sexual trauma. Or, I mean, there's not a kid on the planet that's not walked in on the parents. I'm sorry. It just like that's <laughs> yes. happened to everybody. Absolutely. That's it's, trauma because the instant thing is shame, close the door. We're not doing anything. Like there's that. And what you're left with is like they're doing something wrong. Right. Absolutely. And, I'm just and thinking about this right now. Like your your presence, you're activating this pattern. You're yes. Yeah, and thinking about that. it more from <laughs> just a perspective of an act. Isn't it's it's more than that. It's it's a whole thing that we human beings have about our sexuality. Like it's just we don't need it anymore. No, we don't. We don't need it anymore. I so I would agree with that. Thank you for like even having this conversation. This is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. And I felt like that was clearing for people who are listening right now. I got goosebumps. I do too. Just the from like just making it okay <laughs> to like cause to own that. To own that we're actually having a conversation about releasing shame about our bodies. Yeah. Like because I remember the same thing happening with me and my mom. I remember her in the bath bathtub one day. It was the same identical thing. But like as a kid, like it just scrambles everything and like it's just wrong to be naked. It's wrong to be this. It's wrong. How can you love your body when you can't be naked with it? Exactly. If I don't love her, if I don't love How me, the hell? I'm not embodied and I can't do the work that I'm so passionate about because I have to be able to love myself. And that's all about being conscious and living anyways, is actually loving yourself, listening to yourself, and carrying that through your everyday life. Yeah. Yes. But what an impact that you're going to have, because you can still keep having conversations with your son, like opening up that, like mm-hmm. most people would just slam the door and that's the end of that. And we're just going to pretend like that never happened. Like that's a lot of people operate like that. Right. But that leaves a mark. That leaves a mark. Yeah. So, yay. Yeah. So also, as you do this work, of course you learned 
from your experiences and how you healed. But I also know that you tap into your source energy. And not only do you do your work that way, you live your life that way. I do. So can you tell us a little bit more about how that looks that would be different from, you know, the neighbor or the person across the street? (laughs) Was you growing up, you you probably didn't picture your life going this way, right? Or having this before your awareness of energy and what you're going to, like, none, right? Absolutely not. It was... um, I have one parent that was very controlling and another parent that was very emotionally detached. Um, And then I ended up, like they split and I ended up, after all my sexual trauma came out, I ended up living with the one who was uh, emotionally detached, which I thought was (laughs) such a, because I am such a hypersensitive person. Um, so I think that was why, because him being emotionally detached gave me the space I needed to really find myself and listen to my own self. So I feel like I've always been in my own world, just on my, just doing life myself. <laughs> but I feel like living the way that I live my life and connecting to source energy is is different for most. So. The example I want to, I guess I want to give that's kind of coming up in my mind is when that leaf falls from the tree, it's, it's in that place of falling before it hits the ground. That's where I live. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like I take everything as it comes and try not to attach to anything and let everything fall away that needs to fall away. So it's just that constant like flow of living in the falling <laughs> Falling not. away. Yeah. 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 Of the old that doesn't serve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you observe it and you don't get attached to it. Right. Yeah. And back in my teenage years, I did used to attach to everything, but that was navigating to get yeah. to where I'm at now. But now it's like, okay, I can see what this brought me and now its purpose has served and it's time to let it go. So moving on to the next. When that leaf falls, it might hit another branch before it actually hits the ground or it might hit something else or land on a pile of leaves that has to um, deteriorate before it actually touches the ground. So it's it's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you start hearing your guides or connecting to your guides? Were you, was that when you were feeling like you were doing life alone, but you knew you weren't? It's funny that you asked that. I started feeling them. I've always felt them, I should say. So when I was really, really little, I my room would be filled with them and it would scare me. And so I would go running to my parents' room and tell my mom, my mom... <laughs> My mom just told me this the other day that I would stand over her about like this close and just wait for her to wake up and like scare the bejesus out of her. And um, but then but I would try to tell her and then I would kind of just be like go back to bed or whatever, you know. So they ended up becoming more nightmares than anything and even their big angels in my room. Yeah. And then I they were I was taught to be so afraid of them because I was like no, that's not real. They're, it's just a nightmare you're having. Um, but then as I moved out and moved to Kansas City to go to college, um, they would come when I was sleeping and almost like I would be projecting out of my body, but I didn't know what it was. So I could feel them and have the sense around them and it would, 
again, really scare me. But I think when I really, really started allowing myself to connect to them is when I had my youngest. The minute I saw him, I knew he was just like me, like looking in his eyes. And I knew I needed to (laughs) figure my life out and connect with that deeper part of me that I was so that was so unfamiliar, unknown, and scary because I didn't ever want him to be afraid of anything. And right. So that's kind of when I started building my relationship with my guides, and they've really evolved over the time. Yes, because I think, and from what I observe with you, everything you do is guided by your source, your guides. Yeah, it really is. And especially when I lead circles, I move them through my body and experience them first before I actually hold space for a group of people. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that helps me be able to understand everything and process everything first, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to be at the highest vibration to hold space for a big group of women. Yeah, in order so they can heal as deeply as you did. Yeah, absolutely. If I was still coming from a wounded place and and serving at that, we're all going to be at the same frequency, right. you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, how do they work with you in your everyday life? I would say really just listening to my yeses and my nos, what feels good and what doesn't. And even if something's so exciting, because I can sometimes get carried away and I love, I love how everyone is like becoming really empowered and, and, but that doesn't mean that it's right for me. So kind of sitting with myself, checking in, is this right for me? Is this not right for me? You know, or maybe it's a different time Mm -hmm. that, you know, that I need to move in, take a different direction. But you ask about everything. I do. Yeah, yes. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's even subconsciously, like a lot of times it's in the shower. Right. <laughs> that water is really Pretty good powerful. conduit. Yes, it, <laughs> it is. is. It is. Yeah. And so you run through your day or how does that work? Generally setting my intention in the morning and then um, if my day is really busy, I'll take a break just to kind of uh, check in and it's kind of autopilot now, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like. (laughs) So, um, and then in the evening time, I usually uh, have some clearing to do and then just kind of check in again. So, but if there's something that's really pressing that I need to um, gain clarity on or um, understand at a higher perspective, I will definitely stop in that moment and take time to tune in and listen to what is being guided, you know, what the guidance is that they have for me. Yeah. So do you, do you sense them? Do you see them? Do you hear them? Do you feel them or all of the above? Most of the time I sense them. I know them by their light. I don't, my clear audience isn't exactly, isn't as strong as my other gifts. So okay. my feeling and my um, vision are very strong. So that's generally the way that I see them. I see, I feel them by their light and then I can see them. So 
And it's weird. I can taste too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's it taste like? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times when it's my ancestors, it'll be cinnamon. And I was curious if that was for most people or just my relationship with them. Have you ever heard? I've never heard of that. Of tasting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. I have heard heard of of tasting being one of those senses to sense energy. So cinnamon is in, um, like when I do my despacho ceremonies, cinnamon represents happiness. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I don't know, that's kind of interesting that... Yeah, that is interesting. And sometimes I'll get other scents, but typically if it's... That's how I actually really started to connect with my, I call her Anisi, but she was a great grandmother my um, who's Cherokee on my dad's side. And that's how I really started to connect with her is because she would come around and all of a sudden I w- it would be like cinnamon was swirling around me and I would be, I would ask other people, do you guys smell that? <laughs> <laughs> They're going, no. Nope. <laughs> Just me. And then, but I've noticed that's kind of a trade when I connect with my ancestors and the more that I've been able to connect with that is... It's kind of like, hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, like, what do, what do you see when you see? Um, sometimes. So when I connect to my, my angel, Malachi, he is always kind of dressed in this golden orange, and he's huge, like almost Metatron. He's very, very huge. Um, so I will see him like that. And then the, my chief that I always connect with, when I work, his feathers, because they always stand behind me, and his feathers will come over from his headdress and they'll tickle my forehead. <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> and sometimes I think it's like my own hair, but also I'll be doing this and my hair's back in a ponytail and I, I remember that it's him. Um, so I'll see him dressed in his gear. And then the others, sometimes they're mostly just light that I see. So it'll just be beings, but their light is different colors, different frequencies. So you can determine who is who or what is going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really beautiful, actually. Yeah. It's <laughs> very beautiful. It makes your work um, feel different, too. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Have you noticed anything different with your clients or people that you work with? during the experience that we've all had over the past couple of years? Like, is there anything new (laughs) that you're seeing now that you didn't see before? Absolutely. There is a a much more openness. I feel like people are really understanding that the way that they were living their lives is so, was so taxing on their nervous system. And they're wanting to make those changes because they can't continue to live out a long, healthy life. It's not sustainable. It's not. And so it seems like even if they're really nervous and they've never experienced a healing session before and they're really nervous, as soon as they lay on that bed, it's like they just completely like unfold and open up to be able to receive. So, And I I have actually really enjoyed that because it's so much easier to get deep and get to the roots um, with somebody when you're not having to like work through defensiveness yes absolutely the walls up in the heart so nothing's happening here <laughs> nothing's going on <laughs> look over there <laughs> right right yeah i love so. that 
It's been super, it's been really beautiful, just the transformation. And I know we're in a really crazy time right now, but if you can see it from that higher perspective, it's actually really incredible. <laughs> yes. That's been kind of the theme today so far. All, all of our sessions, yes. we never know what it is till it starts, but we do these like seven in a row. So oh, yeah. the energy to keep the energy consistent and it's, it's a formula that works. But there's just this weird thing that happens every single session that we have. There's this emerging thing about looking yeah. at, like there's another space available to us now that was not available to us before. Yes. Well, and that's how our guides and everybody that we connect to, like from source, that's how they view our lives. That's how they're able to give that guidance because they're looking from like the top of the mountain and we're down here versus looking eye level with us. So, yeah. And so when you move into that perspective, yes. how does that feel to you? And yeah, how does that feel to you? It feels really expansive and um, like there's no limitations, you know, uh, almost kind of like that, that murky, that darkness kind of fades away and you are in a much higher vibration. Because when you're working with, with trauma, you, you're not working at it at the way that you experienced it at that moment that it happened. You're working, we're working to move it through a higher vibration so we can lift it up and release it with unconditional love. So all of that, that dark and that heaviness, that doesn't mean you won't go through emotions and it won't, it won't hurt at times, but it's not that heavy heaviness at the time that you experienced it. Right. So moving it into the light. Yeah. Which I feel like that's how I really describe it. It's like, let's hold hands and jump down to the bottom of the well and then <laughs> climb our way out. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and then you go even higher than what you were before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. how do you see the all of this playing into the big picture of our world and our communities right now? I see that community is going to be coming back the way, not maybe not necessarily the way like our ancestors, many, many generations lived, but there's definitely a bigger sense of community coming in. I feel like we're going to be supporting instead of supporting these big box stores, we're going to be supporting our locals and our farmers and all of our crafts, bringing everything back here uh, to our home. I, to me, like the most important part of healing and everybody has their own unique gifts that they came into this world. And that maybe that's just to work with you or just to work with your family or just in your own community. But when we take things that are worldwide out of our vision, we're not taxing our nervous system so much. So then we're able to step more into our own purpose, bringing that community back together. And we'll just, we'll be thriving in the way that like the crops can grow to support locals that feed the jobs, you know, I feel like they're just replacing things with electronics <laughs> and it's forcing people to move into what their purpose is. Yeah. So taking a new approach 
in everything in our daily life too. Yeah, absolutely. We're not meant to be working horses. Right. No, absolutely not. It's, it's, you know, you're kind of speaking into a, a, like the, the work, you know, the great resignation, the, you know, so many people are quitting their jobs because they were from that old paradigm and they realized that they can't go back because we can't go back. Mm -hmm. Like this, we're not going back. Mm -hmm. It's not going back to June Cleaver. It's just not. And like taking that, you know, it's like the whole thing, like what's happening with Facebook right now is really, I'm, I can really see the reflection of that in us, you know, like what we tolerate. I think we all know the game Facebook's been playing, but now right. it's just out there in public. Yeah, they were manipulating us to for reactions. Right. And like when you think about that from an energetic standpoint, you couldn't do what you do if you were reacting. You yeah. couldn't heal. You couldn't be a space or hold space for anything if you were reacting. Absolutely. And the only reason that they're doing that is for money. Right. Like money, I believe in my heart because I've watched documentaries. I've seen um, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know him personally, Mr. Zuckerberg. His, his original intention when he created it in college was, was powerful. And that's what caused it to become what it became yeah. because we all want to connect, but yet it got... Because they didn't, for two years, they did not have money as the background. He hired somebody to come in and monetize what they were already doing. And that's how they came up with the model. Ironically, that's the guy that's blowing the whistle on them. Oh, yeah. Because the money became in between with that hope of getting connected or they know what's going on really was nothing more than keeping everything riled up so that there really was no connection. So what you're saying is like, um, I think really, I don't know what it is yet, but I know there's something on the other side of that where it's some sort of still have the vibration of the magic of technology, but it's also this human interaction with us locally and, and pro- creating the spaces for us to physically be in each other's presence to create what's next. Yeah, I don't think it technology is going away and it really shouldn't it has so many blessings but yeah it's taking the greed out of it so and living more from the heart in that higher vibration and there's all kinds of money in that space like flow and yeah we're doing a podcast on this well we actually we're going to be doing an upcoming podcast. We had a plan for today, but our other conversations went too long and too powerful, but they're all on the same (laughs) theme. And kind of like the lady, uh, Dr. Marty, that was here for the last podcast, vibrationally, like I wish she was in the room because we're kind of talking about that same thing about trauma and like how that's impacted us. And when the healing happens, what's on the other Mm -hmm. side of that by looking inside and not, blaming or you know violence or anything like trying to control that outside situations versus looking at it from the perspective of how the universe works when everything's manifest from the inside out does that make sense oh yeah absolutely yeah and everybody has trauma and whether it's to being shamed for being gay or it's to being molested everybody holds trauma you know it could be 
falling down in front of a crowd and being completely embarrassed. That's traumatic. There is so many types of trauma and it doesn't make one worse than the other. No. It's it's really like how you're holding it in your body. Which and then, is not designed to do. Right. <laughs> it's designed to release it, yeah. go through you, experience right. it. But we sure do love to hold on to stuff. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, and so what I see, and you can tell me if, if what you see, I see that we do that because of the imbalance in the outer world. It doesn't feel either safe to let it go or it doesn't feel okay to let it go. And our, our energies get kind of scrambled up and, and we don't really know how to move that out. And that could be generational too. Like that's been an issue that's been building up for a few generations. How do you see that? I see it very much like that. And that kind of goes back to if I don't love her, then I can't be in my body. And so in order to really heal your own traumas and everything that you're holding on to and be able to let go and release, you have to be embodied. Yeah. But it should, wouldn't you think, I mean, I think eventually it'll be something that we can just do. It'll just happen eventually when we shift into the higher frequency. But for right now, we need that community to help each other Remind us of each other because we're in the infancy infancy steps right now of understanding that we're all mirrors for each other. And if you get pissed at me, it's something within you. And we got to have the space to talk about that. That that's that's where that's going to get healed. Yeah. 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 And that's I don't always see that as it needing to be a reflection. I feel, feel like everything is either kind of like a mirror or a window. And it's what are you going to um how is that showing up for you? Is it something that is really reflecting that something that you're holding on to? Or is it, okay, you can see way past that and this is not at all aligned with anything that you are, that your being is? Oh, that's interesting. That's really powerful the what you just mirror, said. The mirror, the window. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Because that is true. Because when you're in the mirror, you're in the reactive. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't need the mirror. Right. If that's cleared, then that mirror becomes a window. Right. That you can see where you where you're going in that next space, that next octave right. of life. Right. Yeah. And they're still projecting because they're trying to get that reaction to make them feel comfortable. But I'm not aligned with that, so it is my window. I'm seeing way above that or past that. Wow, that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I too. love the way you. That's really powerful. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, that's really powerful. That's impacting me. Yeah. What are you feeling? That gave me a sense of peace. peace. <laughs> Just seeing it in that perspective and putting those words to it, verbalizing it that yeah. way. Well, I love that because I feel yeah. like the trend is everything's a mirror, everything's a mirror, and it isn't. Right. And that it is till it's not. It is till it's not. And that alone, I feel like, builds shame or guilt or you know Mm -hmm. all these other emotions that we're trying to release and let go of. So, yeah. Because when it is healed, it's no longer me. Okay, that is. I'm gonna be with that. That's really really powerful. (laughs) My God, that's amazing. Yeah. What is like? What are you excited about? Like that's like coming up do you have something that's you feel is pulling you forward 
Yes. Well, for me personally, I'm building a program. I and I want it. I'm gonna. My my goal is for it to come out after the first of the year. But um, I am. It's desire because we all have these desires, but we're so stuck being detached and stuck in our trauma. So it's really a deep dive into what we truly desire in our in our body, not just in our mind, but like fully in our body. And then going to those places, seeing where the resistance is and locating those through the body to be able to release them. We're going to work through those. Um, and then bringing back more of that cyclical life because our bodies do move in that. And I feel like that is becoming more trendy, but I think it's becoming trendy because people are working with their ancestors and that's the way that they they lived their life. And that's the way our body moves. I love that. And are moving you- back, I feel like what I was going to, or what I was hearing is it also will allow us to remember who we really are mm-hmm. when you get to the real desire. Yeah. Because the desire is only there because you're being who you really are. Yes, exactly. You know that there's more. Well, like, how many people do you see that are like, I know that I'm meant for this. I feel it. But how do I get there? There. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So very powerful. I love that. Are you planning on doing that like in a video format? Or like what's your vision for it? Or you don't know yet? I'm a very in-person type person. So I think I want to start with a small group and do like a 12-week. So we meet once a week and we move through that. And then you kind of have your homework until we meet again. Okay. I love that. And maybe eventually, I'm not a big social media person. So (laughs) then uh, maybe eventually moving towards that outlet to be able to reach more people. But... I'm such a hands-on person. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> Nothing wrong. But I see you moving into that space. I see it like kind of all around you. Yeah. So when you're ready, reach out. I, I know that space. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I just want to thank you so much for like being here today, coming in. This is your first podcast. You did really yeah. great. Yay! Thank you. I know it's weird, right? <laughs> it's a little strange, yeah. So. But really, it's just a conversation. And... um. I mean, I was like really, really engaged. This is really amazing to hear your perspective. And then adding that, the mirror in the window thing, like that's a that's an opener. That is mm-hmm. a definite opener because I, from that aspect or perspective, you're absolutely correct. Like people do get stuck in the mirrors. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm really honored to be here. So yeah. uh, thank you very much for the invite. You're so yes, welcome. Yes. Any last words, Miss Marilyn? Well, I've seen this girl work some pretty big magic out in the backyard at the Peace Place. Okay. And her energy is so powerful, especially in nature. But I mean, you can do it anywhere. I know you do it anywhere. <laughs> but when she's in nature, you see the light around her. You see everything glowing. And she works her magic. You made me have tears. <laughs> the peace place is something else, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> we love the peace place. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening along. We are so glad that you uh, joined us today and hope you got extraordinary value. Um, if you didn't, uh, listen again. It was in there. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next one. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.